Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You know, any piece of paper that has uh, that falls in the city of Chicago can end up in our lake. You know, we got a beautiful resource right next to us in this lake. And and for, you know, the litter to go in there, it's just, we got to do better. We got to do better as people. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is Chicago Department of Streets and Sanitation lifer, as they say in baseball, a guy who made it all the way up to the top of the city's third largest department, newly appointed newly confirmed Streets and Sanitation Commissioner, Cole Stallard. Welcome, Cole. Hey, thank you for having me. I don't believe I have ever heard more compliments, more accolades, more lather it on praise than I heard for you in the last few weeks. First, during your appearance at city council budget hearings, your confirmation hearing after that, and finally at Thursday's full council meeting where your appointment was unanimously approved as your proud family joined you in the VIP box. What did that feel like? It was a great feeling to be supported by so many. Uh, it's, a, it's a true testament to the people that I've had around me for the 20 years plus here that have helped me get to where where I'm at. And I, I, I can't thank the men and women of this department enough. Uh, it's just, it, I've had so many good mentors along the way and uh, I've just had great, great men, women around me to uh, hold me up and, and get me to this point. Was it a bit like the Tom Sawyer thing, attending your own funeral? Well, somebody said, hey, it had a feeling of like a, a funeral or a wedding. I, I didn't know which way to take that, you know, um, but it was definitely um, there was some really heartfelt uh, conversations that went on before and after. And uh, it was just much appreciated. It's just uh, it's I, I love what I do and um, I love working with the alderman. You know, the mayor has been nothing but uh, wonderful to this department. Uh, from the day she took office, and it's just been a pleasure working with her and her administration, along with the aldermen. Um, you know, that's that, that's what it is. It's a whole all hands on deck to uh, get things done and and learn from things that um, we've uh, done wrong in the past, and and just try to make things better. That's always kind of been my goal. Do you think the alderman poured it on because your department has the power to make or break an alderman? And if they lavish praise on you, that they'll be more likely to get a tree trimmed faster or a street plowed faster? Or do they really feel that way about you? I sense it's a bit of both. Yeah, it's it's literally, that's always kind of the, 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 you know, tongue in cheek comment. You know, somebody actually said it um, yesterday. 
you know, you better stand up. That's here. Whatever is requested of us from the alderman is going to be, um, we're, we're citywide. I mean, that's what we do. We just affect people at the front door. We affect them in the alley. We see, we see them everywhere. You know, they see our big blue trucks. Everybody associates, uh, any blue truck, you know, is, a is a, you know, we're there to help, you know? So that's why we have such an effect on and work with these aldermen. We just, it's just, uh, it's a great working relationship that, uh, I've forged with, uh, with them over the 20 years. And uh, we met with the newer aldermen, and uh, they all have, they have some new exciting ideas. So it's just it's just great to uh, work with people, and that was always one of my strengths is to uh, listen and to uh, try to implement a plan to get things done. Yeah, she's Mayor Lightfoot said you are a man with a plan. That when she interviewed you for this job, you had a specific plan, a place you wanted to take this $3 million a year, 2,100 plus employee department. Where do you plan to take it? What is your plan? What ideas did you learn from the aldermen or hear from them that you want to take and run with? Well, the one thing I heard loud and clear from every alderman was the most basic, simple service that we provide and that's giving somebody a cart um just a cart you know um delivering of a cart so when we looked at it um we we kind of looked at it as a team and 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 what we found was over the last three years we've been eight to nine hundred thousand dollars short so what we were doing was we were taking that first allotment from the following year to wipe out that that backlog and so I worked with the director, Susie Parks, who has been nothing but fabulous, um, and, and just pointed out the fact that, hey, we're short $918,000. Um, this is, I met with quite a few aldermen, and the first thing on everybody's agenda was carts. Um, it was just, it, it, it will help us with rodent. It'll help us with the quality of life in the alleys. It's just, it's, these, these uh, carts only have a shelf life of 10 years. So um, to deliver carts just seemed like an, uh, a no-brainer. So uh, she afforded us that money, and uh, carts are on the way. Are you saying that carts are broken or that people broke them themselves? I mean, ha- why do these carts, even if they're not 10 years old, need to be replaced? Sometimes carts are misplaced. Sometimes they're stolen. Sometimes uh, they get damaged, you know, they lose a lid and then they're, you know, they're no good. You know, the rats and the raccoons and the squirrels jump in and out. And it's just, it's just an issue that we know happens. You'll, you'll see the holes in the cart. We'll have, you know, people want a new cart. So it was just, once again, I'm going to say it was a, a, a fix that, um, seemed pretty simple that would satisfy, uh, the residents of this, uh, city and, uh, it it will kind of help us with the rodent population also. So we're kind of, I kind of tied it in there. Your department is handling a higher volume of garbage since the pandemic, which continues to have a ton of people working from home. That may be a permanent phenomenon, at least part, part time. What challenges has that posed and how do you intend to handle that? Well, the one thing we noticed was <laughs> the recycling. Our recycling went with uh, with the blue carts. More blue carts were needed because more people, instead of shopping, they were all ordering from their favorite companies. 
I'm not here to solicit for any one said company, but that's a lot I of think we know the company. It begins with an A. Of, <laughs> well, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not in the business of uh, helping any or advertising for anybody, but there's a lot of boxes on people's uh, front stoop when they come home, and, and those things go tend to go into the recycling container. So a lot of people were requesting that second blue cart, uh, which we, we started taking uh, deliveries of. and people will start seeing those uh, coming shortly to them also. But the diversion rate is still dismal because there's more garbage. And so you're only diverting still eight to 9% on recycling. How do you plan to change that? I know it's got to be beyond the language in the new recycling contracts that include penalties. Yeah. We need to do more education outreach to encourage residents to recycle and divert more waste. Uh, it's We plan to hire eight new positions to do program development, perform outreach, and assist with management and oversight. I, I've said this I've said this numerous times. We have a, a, a sounding board with 300,000 plus CPS young folks that my three kids went through CPS. And I tell you, the stuff that they would bring home and, and you know, through driver's education, dad, you don't have your seatbelt on, you know, they, they're just great reminders for us. And they're, they're people that really get it. You know, if I, I have two garbage cans in my, in my house, if I walk to the wrong one, my kids are telling me. So I think if we tap into all those little minds and try to start there with the litter and with uh, recycling, I, I think that's a, such a valuable resource uh, out there is, you know, the young minds that really get it. You know, sometimes they say, you know, my kids get it sometimes better than me. You know, you got to give credit where credit is due. So I, I think that's a resource we need to tap into. How? Just working with CPS, you know, working with CPS. Uh, we got Deputy Commissioner Chris Solvay, who's kind of like the expert on uh, this recycling. We're going to give him some support that he's uh, much needed uh, support. Uh, with these eight additional people that we put in the budget uh, for next year. And uh, we're just going to, we're going to hit it hard. Chicago's $9 and 50 cents a month garbage collection fee has not changed since its inception under Rahm Emanuel. It was very controversial then. It doesn't even come close to covering the actual cost of garbage removal. Isn't it time, as the inspector general recommended years ago, that the fee either be raised or that we switch to volume-based garbage collection fees that charge homeowners more money if they produce more garbage and gives them an incentive to recycle. It, it covers a quarter of our costs right now. Um, we, we're always looking at things that can um, make things more efficient, better, that can help us out. But uh, right now we just, we worked with the Delta Institute on some things that can make things better in regards to diversion and so on and so forth. You know, just improving the existing yard waste collection program, utilizing neighborhood gardens as drop-off points for organic materials, uh, developing more options for waste materials, you know, textiles, clothes. We're just, we're looking at everything, you know, and, and I'm excited about the opportunities that uh, the Deputy Solvay is going to have next year with these extra people. I mean, we were a pretty small shop. We are a two, three-man show. Um, it's, it's, you know, this is the mayor's committed, the mayor's committed to this. And, you know, we're at eight, we're eight additional people is going to be a nice lift for him to, uh, try to work on these things. 
But what about that nine fifty a month garbage collection fee? You, you yourself yes. said it covers a quarter of the cost. That's ridiculous. It's not sustainable. Shouldn't we raise it or switch to volume based? You're not going to, I'm not going to, I, I can't really, um, without having everything in front of me and without giving this new team that we're adding to uh, the program to sit there, I want to look at every possible option um, before we go to the people um, and ask for more money. I mean, we're literally trying every possible thing to get this number up and we're going to do it before we hit people with another dollar. Um, if we can't do our best, I can't expect it. You know, that's the, the easy way out. You know, if, if, and you know, we're not about the easy way out in this department. Um, it's just, let's continue to see what we can do better on our end. But volume-based isn't the easy way out. Volume-based is an easy way out. It's just fairer. It's an incentive. Is it, don't you think? Fran, yeah, Fran, like I said, just give, give me an opportunity and, and, you know, hopefully you have me, hopefully, hopefully you have me on a, another, uh, another one of your podcasts because, you know, platforms like this really help us get our message out. And uh, it's, uh, it, give me a little bit more time to uh, dig into this and uh, I'll have a better answer for you next time. You, okay, you. that's fair, sir. Uh, you mentioned the Delta Institute report. Some of their uh, recommendations uh, were interesting. Uh, they proposed, uh, for example, a deposit, adding a deposit to the cost of bottles and cans, something 10 other states have done to keep those out of landfills. What do you think about that? Are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. That's something we definitely are looking at. Um, that was um, discussed. It was, it's, you know, we know Michigan. Um, Michigan is, is one that does that. And uh, it is something that we've been in conversation with Chris Silvey on that. Uh, why do you, what do you like about that? It just, it, it, it works in other uh, locations. Uh, I could remember being... <laughs> younger, uh, with the bottles, with the Coke bottles, you know, you paid 10 cents a bottle and, um, you, you paid 10 cents a bottle. And then when you brought the bottles back, you got, you got the 10 cents. So it, it seemed to, uh, work and it's, uh, it shifts, it shifts responsibility to manufacturers then, you know, which is, we got to get the, the, these manufacturers to get more on board with, you know, Let's not have 15 different plastics. You know, let's let's really take a look at that. So we, we just want to try to shift some of that burden to these manufacturers. You know, you're, you're putting all these different water bottles, pop bottles, you know, uh, detergent cups, you know, it's straws. You know, where where does it stop? So let's let's uh, work with legislation and, and just try to. Um, you know, shift that responsibility. You know, we can't do what, what do you want the manufacturers to do? Let's use, let's use a solid type plant, recycle more and use plastics that, that are sustainable. Um, explore, explore different options, you know, work with, work with cities, you know, work. It's, it's time that these manufacturers 
that are using all these things that are profiting, that fill up landfills, that just work with the folks like us and just explore different options. I mean, but we, the we 10 work. cents is, is if I have to, as a consumer, pay 10 cents then and, and get it back, then I'm the one who's going to turn in those bottles and cans, right? What do you do with them as a consumer? What, I mean, what does the deposit do? Remind us, because we used to do that as kids, but what, 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 how will it work in Chicago? It, we're, we're looking into that because to, to us, it's an excellent um, start for us. And I'm telling you, I, I could remember that was kind of an allowance for us. You know, my mom would say, wash out the pop bottles, wash out the pop bottles because I don't want to have ants all over the basement. And uh, you, you can take them back. And I'd get 80 cents. Take them back I'd, to the I'd store, right? Take them back to the store, yes. I would take them back to the store and you'd get your 80 cents and you know, you'd know, end up spending half of it in the store. So it worked yeah, all the you, way around. You have candy store money for the week for that, right? Yep. In the days yep. when, uh, when uh, chocolate bars were five cents and 10 cents, I'm dating myself. Okay. <laughs> um, providing collection of food waste and other organic waste material for all residents served by Streets and Santa Wapton. Are you considering doing that? Yeah, we're, you know, utilizing neighborhood garden drop-offs. Um, food waste is something that's on explore. I mean, it's on the top of our list is the food waste. Um, talking about maybe doing a pilot program. Um, it's at the top. It's at the top of the list. Uh, How would that work, that. sir? Uh, we're, we're working through those particulars. Uh, at a very small, at a very small level, um, because we want to see what the uh, possibilities are. I know there's a, a new facility on the uh, southwest side. You know, I believe it's in the 21st ward. Um, that that's really impressive. It's uh, really impressive, and we got some people that are um, really, really excited about that possibility. Um, and it's just, you know, micro collection. Do you need separate trucks for that? We're doing it on a small level, so yeah, we would we would need separate trucks on that. One to two trucks. We're we're it's a it's a pilot program that we want to see um, how how it goes, how many people, how many residents are actually going to buy in, and we we you know we have to uh, we're going to really put some effort into that. And what's the advantage there? And it, is it too costly to take citywide, even if people embrace it? Oh, we, I, I don't have that answer for you, Fran. I don't, like I said, this is something that we want to roll out and look at. This is one of the recommendations, a strong recommendation from that Delta Institute. Uh, so it's, it's something we're really excited about. Okay. And, and the advantage being that what? It encourages less, less going to the landfill. You know, everything, all this is, is less going to the landfill. You know, I, I grew up by a landfill. I, I saw the landfill grow as a kid um, over on the southeast side. You know, I, I get it. You know, it's it, people and, and these kids are, are taught through school and, and it's recycle, recycle. I, I, my daughter who's in college, she, she won't even use a straw. You know, she uses a steel straw, a metal straw. I mean, these kids are, these kids see it. You know, these kids see it. I've watched, I can remember being in, in tropical places, literally looking at coral reefs that are, are changed now. 
you know, and it's just due to litter and, and dead zones in these oceans now. You know, any piece of paper that has uh, that falls in the city of Chicago can end up in our lake. You know, we got a beautiful resource right next to us in this lake, and and for you know the litter to go in there, it's just we got to do better. We got to do better as people. I hate to rain on your parade, sir, but it will snow in Chicago this winter, and the snow is probably coming sooner than any of us would like it to. Any changes there, particularly when it comes to improving? side street snow removal, which is always a challenge in Chicago. Yeah, um, well, let's see. I've been dealing with snow for many years, but kind of kind of uh, really making decisions for the last seven. This would be my eighth in a row. Um, and two of the seven, we've had snow programs on Halloween. So um, it does oh, come. Oh, please, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, it really. You're scaring me. <laughs> Nobody likes to hear it. Nobody likes to hear it, but it was two of the seven, and it happened to be my first year where I was like, oh, wow, it's snowing on Halloween. So uh, just know that we have a um, we have plenty of salt. Um, the side streets, as you mentioned, we always ask for people to be patient with us because we got to keep those main arterials uh, flowing just for the um, – you know, the, the uh, emergency vehicles, the buses, people getting to and from. And I, I always say, and, and I've always said this through interviews and so on and so forth, we're going to get, all you got to do is manage to get to that, those main streets and you're, you're going to, you're going to be able to get there safely. Give us the patience on the inside. We had a lot of snow last year was, was probably in the last 15 years, the second busiest snow season we had. And uh, you just saw the what the, the piling up of snow can do. It just the shrink. The, everybody says the road shrink. They shrink because people are moving closer and closer to the middle of that street. So we understand. We hear everybody loud and clear, and we just thank people. Try to be patient with us because we will get to those inside streets, but we want to make those uh, main streets safe and passable so everybody can get to and from. Former Mayor Richard M. Daley once proposed privatizing side street snow removal. What do you think about that idea? Could you revisit that or maybe an no, alternate side of the street parking situation? No, I, I, I think uh, men and women of uh, this city are probably, it's probably one of the best uh, run snow programs with, I, I, I can't, my head goes off to uh, those drivers, you know, those members of 700 that just do a fabulous job. Uh, I would put this group up up against anybody in the country, uh, in the world for that matter. That's how confident I feel about snow, uh, of the men and women, what they do here. Um, this is something, this is kind of like our pride and, uh, our pride of the department is the, um, ability to, they hit us with a blizzard. You're getting to work the next day. Um, and it's, it's all because of these folks that are behind the wheels. You're not taking that away from them. No. No. And what about the alternate side of the street parking situation? Is that possible yeah. too? No, you know, it, because when you when you when you the, the problem with the side streets is that people's cars are buried in, and it, all you can do is plow, uh, you know, kind of a rut down the middle of the street. Yeah, we we want to open up the streets. Understand that we want to open up the streets, but it's always it's been brought to to every commissioner before me. It's been brought to me. And I literally try to explain to people that it's not like there's not enough space in the city 
for something like that to be done. And people are like, well, what do you mean by that? And I, I just say, it's not like leaf season. It's not like when you're, it's not like when you're sweeping where, you know, cars can go on the other side. There, the snow has to go somewhere. You know, you, you see it through the last event we had that was major where we took the 20 inches plus in the three weeks. We had to get into it where we had to use the privates. We had to get into snow removal because the, the sight lines were getting to be a concern on the corners. So that snow has to go somewhere. And, and people, you know, to get into that reverse uh, street parking, they'd have to go on the main street. And exactly what would happen, what happened on those neighborhood streets would happen on the main streets if cars were parked there. So that's why we get into that overnight parking ban and, and stuff like that. It's not to, it's not because we're in the business of doing it. It's, this is what needs to be done so people can drive around the city safely and get to where they have to go. So alternate side of the street parking just won't work in Chicago. It won't work. There's not, no, there's not enough, there's not enough room on these streets because those people wouldn't have anywhere to park. There, there would be no parking, you know, and they say, well, you do it for, for street sweeping that's because there's space there's no snow occupying locations where people can park so once i kind of explain it like that people tend to get it unbelievably it takes a year to get a tree trimmed in chicago you're going from 14 crews now to 25 you're also adding 30 seasonal laborers how long will it take to reduce the backlog uh, Chris Taliaferro says on his in his West Side Ward, it takes sometimes two years to get trees trimmed or dead trees removed. Well, that was number two on the list with uh, all the aldermen I met with. So uh, we looked at it and I worked with Deputy Commissioner Malcolm Whiteside and it was 14 crews basically is what they use for tree trims, tree removals. So when we, I met with director Susie Parks again, and we have 15 additional labor, uh, tree trimmers, pardon me, tree trimmers starting um, this for this end of this year. And then we're adding additional. So that's where the, the 25 crews come up. Uh, we're still working and we're still in conversation um, with uh, the budget director in regards to see if there's any possible opera, uh, opportunity to uh, get some more um, because just looking at it, knowing that it's a year is, is not acceptable for the uh, people of the city. So um, we're going to continue to look at it. And we have that 45, $46 million in um, for tree planning over the next five years. So that's 9 million yeah, seventy-five thousand uh, trees, supposedly. Seventy-five thousand trees, which is fifteen thousand uh, trees to be planted in a year. So we're wow. we're, we're we we have we've been given the opportunity to. Uh, you better get moving. You're not exactly. Make it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The mayor's vaccine mandate goes into effect at midnight tonight. Her standoff with the police union just moved to the courts. Streets and sand was hard hit by the virus also. Do you anticipate a problem in your department with employees refusing to comply? Well, we just keep working it and trying to get across the importance, the safety of every whether you're an employee, whether the people that we have to deal with out in the street while we're, we're working, we're just trying to get across the importance of everybody being vaccinated and everybody, you know, just stay safe. You know, well, what's the compliance safe. rate right now in your department? 
we're, we're going to, the mayor's going to release those numbers next week. Um, uh, so you, those will come to you next week. Um, we're, we're continuing to work with the unions. We're continuing to work with the, um, the members, with the, the people of our department, and they're just going to be finalizing the numbers that, uh, She'll be releasing the mayor. Do you uh, have a plan in the event of high absenteeism or high no pay status for employees yeah, that we, don't we, do it? We always we always have to have a plan. I mean, it's just you know you plan for winter. You know you plan for tree emergencies. You plan who would you call for, if if you're short of garbage crews, for example? We we'd be able to move our resources around uh, just like we had to with COVID. You know, we had nine hundred plus people affected by COVID. We had 400 plus people with COVID and we had six people pass away on this job. So it's been a tough 18, 19 months for this department and for other departments throughout the city. And we've all had to pivot and just do what we have to do to get this job. And that's, that's where we really rely on, on folks that, you know, love this city, love this job and, and want to see nothing but the best. Um, and, and so you'd stop have, doing other things like tree trimming and rodent control and shift people to garbage if you need to. We're not going to stop doing everything. We're going to we're going to take care of emergencies. We have continuity of, of operations. You know, that's what we that's what we plan for. We we plan with Rich Guidus's office at OEMC to deal with to deal with anything. You know, when the when the Cubs won the World Series, we had 27 hours to, to handle 5 million people. We did it. You know, we, we hopefully you saw a positive with the uh, marathon. You know, we, the city's opened up. You know, there's, you just have to pivot, adjust, and make, make, uh, make moves. I mean, traffic, traffic now, because people are coming to the city again, and, and it's opening up. And we had to notice, it's like, wait, people, crews are stuck in traffic now. You know, they've had the luxury for the last 18 months where they didn't see traffic. Now they're seeing traffic. So what do we do? We opened up two new offices for road and control. We put one up north. We put one up south just for west, west windshield time. You know, so you constantly got to move. You know, this isn't nothing rigid. You just you got to move. You got to move. And we're going to we're going to pick up your garbage. We're going to trim your trees. We're going to, you know, we're going to bait your alleys. We're, we're, we're going to do that stuff. Before we go, let's hit some quick topics. Graffiti removal. Anything new there? that you plan graffiti, to do graffiti removal. We um, we're going to continue to fight that fight. It's, it's up a little bit. It's, it's a lot of smaller stuff. Uh, we continue to work with the state to, uh, to remind them that, you know, people, people uh, see graffiti on the, the expressways and, you know, we take the blunt of the responsibility of that, but it's actually your responsibility, you know, so let's continue to work together on uh, keeping those expressways clean, and we'll uh, we'll keep the neighborhoods clean. The alleys, the alleys, they're not we're that gonna, clean. No, we're we're meeting with those thirty additional uh, seasonal laborers that uh, the budget uh, has so kindly, and the mayor's office has so kindly agreed to give us that. You know, um, when the things tend to tick upwards in that in that uh, during those summer times when things are most uh, most be an issue for us, those thirty. Uh, those 30 labors are really going to come in handy. Ward superintendents, Joe Ferguson uh, says it should be taken out of the hands of the alderman and not no longer be a Shackman exempt position. You were a former ward soup yourself. What do you think? I'll, I'll tell you, as a former ward superintendent, I know they need to work closely with their alderman to ensure that residents' uh, needs are met. You know, it's a, it's a position 
that's near and dear to my heart um, because I understand the importance uh, that that position holds as the conduit between the aldermen and through the different departments as far as uh, getting things done. So it should stay in the hands of the aldermen. The, uh, not in the hands of the aldermen. It's still it's with the it's with the department. It's with the on department on their recommendation. A, we as it it comes from the department. And we work closely with the ward. We work closely on the ward superintendent with the alderman. Do they get to pick the person? Still, they, they as long as the person's qualified, they can recommend somebody. Okay, and you think that that's as it should be because that relationship needs to be a close one. I, I believe it. I believe it's essential to uh, doing the uh, doing the best possible job for the people of the uh, city. All right, we're going to close with what Mayor Lightfoot said. She gave you some advice in your confirmation vote. She said, when the snow falls, when a tree falls, when the garbage stinks, remember all the compliments because you're going to need them. <laughs> Cole Stallard, thank you so much. Best of luck to you. And particularly, I hope you're wrong about Halloween and snow. So am I. And thank you for this platform, Fran. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Okay, and we will see you all next week. Hey, thank you.